Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hello. Welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, everybody. Uh, you almost said happening like you always do, and you What's changed it. Happening. happening. What's uh, up? This is a podcast about craft beer and film. We're based in Chico, California, and my name is Max Minardi. And my name is Johnny Summers. Love it. We're Sorry. off to the races. Yeah. Johnny, where can people find us on social media if they want to? At Fresh Hop Cinema on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the internet. Yep. And Letterboxd, and sometimes Untapped. Sure. We got to get on top of uh, switching that to Beer Advocate, but we haven't. Because we got more important stuff to worry about right now, which is to say that our beer madness, our annual for the first time ever, uh, tell me out with the words. I, I need to figure out one thing to say because it's always so hard for me. Also, you can find sports. us on Patreon. And what Max is trying to introduce is our first annual beer tournament. The single round elimination it's, bracket tournament. It's just an IPA tournament. Yeah. We're trying to decide, with your help, uh, the greatest West Coast IPA of all. Don't ask me for the words and then keep adding words. Well, you know. I'm making it too complicated. all-inclusive. But it is true to We're say. We're not all-inclusive. It's, it's only for IPAs under 9% that are West Coast. similar to March Madness in basketball. Yes. Uh, so you basically were putting beers head-to-head. You vote, and then they move on, and then they fight the next one. Yeah. I like fight. It's our our take on a beer tournament, and it's on our website. Yes. The polls are live now. Yeah, we are doing a play-in round where beers that have t- uh, breweries that have two entries, uh, their two most popular IPAs that meet these qualifications, go head to head to see who gets in the tournament. There's some really epic battles on there right yeah, now. Some divisive ones, I think. Yeah. So check it out on the website freshhopcinema.com. The link for the poll is in the very top of the website. Yep. Click the banner, go vote. It's going to be fun. If nothing else, it gives you something to talk about at work besides your boring life. Fair enough. Um, also, if you just want to kind of skip the all the clicking around our website, though it is fun, you can just go to freshhopcinema.com slash beermadness, and that'll get you there. Mm. Uh, Johnny, we do have one more announcement to make before we get into our first beer of the day, and that is announcing the winner of last week's Handlebar commercial movie uh destruction should we go to the wheel of victory indeed we ha- thanks everybody for the submissions as you know you can only win one person is the only amount that can win yeah and it doesn't matter if you won last time or not yep. it doesn't matter who emails in first because some people just wake up earlier yeah right i mean if max was entering this he I wouldn't would even enter win. he would enter at like 5 p.m when he wakes up so yeah uh we're gonna go to the wheel of random greatness correct so here we go good luck to everybody max spin the wheel all right thanks Oh, here we go. Here it comes. Uh-oh. Is our, is our studio audience watching? Here it comes. And the winner is... Oh, I timed it wrong. Is, yes! Brian Massa. Oh, my God. I know him. <laughs> uh, we had a couple different methods of people submitting to us, <laughs> which is not the right turn of phrase, but whatever. Oh, I think it is. Um, so for next week, when we do this commercial again, you can email us at fhccast at gmail.com. You can choose an Instagram DM. Uh, you can text me personally. That happened a couple times this week. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter or just through our website, I guess, technically. But uh, for the meantime, Brian Massa, get a hold of us, please, and we'll get you a gift card to the handlebar for 25 bucks. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Okay. He is the, was this bi-weekly, monthly, bi-monthly. This bi-weekly this, winner. This bi-weekly winner. <laughs> yeah. He's the bi-weekly submitter. Yeah, perfect. Good okay, job. we need a beer, obviously. Oh, my God. In addition to the corona that we are drinking to offset the coronavirus. That's right. Okay. We're corona-proofing ourselves. I like to just make a cultural reference every now and again in the podcast, so if we listen back 
years from now, we're like, oh, what was happening in the world? Yeah, the coronavirus <laughs> was killing our friends. Yeah, just like that. So now we're going we're gonna to actually start with a, a more proper crafty beer called Socks and Sandals. Johnny brought it. It's by Humble Sea Brewing Co. Um, and as you're pouring it, Johnny, would you please tell me a little bit about it? And I can take that. I can't pour and read. I know. I'll take I don't know it. what's happening. It's fine. Uh, Socks and Sandals. I got it because it looks real cool. That's really the only reason I got it. I One, we'd never done anything from Humble Sea. And it's very rare that we even like see their stuff around. I think we did. If we did, it was their Kolsch, but I don't. That sounds right. Maybe. But it's been, it's been a while. Yeah, you can Google it. I don't think we have personally. Uh, so I wanted to get this because it just, it looks so cool. This is out of Sacramento. Wait, why does it look cool? What do you like about it? Wait, this is from Sacramento? I don't know. Who makes these notes? Yeah, you do. No, that was from something else. I'm so sorry. Yeah. What? Jesus. Uh, they are from Santa Cruz, California. That's more like it. Yeah, and I love this can. That's why I got it. It's a white can wrapped in a tan label, and it's got kind of like a Bob's Burger style animation of what looked to be some dad legs with yeah. some dad socks. Yeah, and socks and sandals. Socks and idea. sandals. Yeah. yeah, it's like socks, and he's got some some of the three strap tivas on, yeah, which right. are, are classic. And uh, yeah, it's a foggy IPA. It's clocking in at six point six percent. Definitely not out of Sacramento, for sure out of, of uh, Santa Cruz. I got to talk to our our secretary. To yeah, we notes. really we need gotta to fire him. He's on the bubble. Yep. <laughs> um, this is a foggy IPA with citrus, centennial, Simcoe, and Chinook. So nothing too crazy yeah. in, in the hot profile. I mean, it, it's uh, fairly straightforward when it comes to that. 64 IBUs. Mm-hmm. Beer Advocate has it at 91% with a whopping 10 reviews. Watch yeah, it's out. not super widely distributed, I gathered. Yeah, I'm not sure how they got it, but uh, I picked this up at Final Gravity in yeah. Roseville on one of my adventures down there. They gotta there. start paying you. Maybe. We're like, we're doing, we're buying some stuff from them these days. We are. I was down there again this weekend. Yeah, it's a good spot. Went crazy. Yeah. So I'm excited to try this beer, Max. How's it look? It looks, it looks kind of like what you would expect. It's a, I mean, foggy is a nice word that doesn't get tossed around too much with IPAs, but I think it should because uh, it is uh, very evocative of sort of a straightforward um maybe a little bit bigger uh you know hazy ipa but it is only six six ish six and a half percent oh that's quality good okay what are you tasting well the first thing you notice is the huge nose on it this beer smells fantastic uh super fresh smells very crisp smells very piney smells like it's gonna be like more ipa than haze which is cool like you can definitely boom there's gonna be hops in this just smelling it yeah, just smelling it. It's got a beautiful bouquet. I like the way this smells quite a bit. Uh, and then you taste it, uh, and it's delicious. Yeah, less less hoppy than I smelled. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's definitely kind of leans on the sweet juice side, but it is really good. I don't think there's anything that is catching me off guard or surprising me um, in any good or bad ways, but it's a solid beer. I think it's uh, drinkable for as hazy as it looks. Sure. It does. It drinks more like a clear beer in its uh, chuggability, like you can swill this back pretty easily yeah, it's not sure. something that's so thick and hazy i'm gonna have to sip on right looking right. at you uh bigger on the inside yeah uh, i just wanted to just circle back around we have kind of done them in the past they sounded so familiar because we did a collaboration with humble sea and mason aleworks oh uh, and we did not like oh it. that was the cherry it was, thing yeah queen anne was the beer that beer was rough i was looking yeah looking through our episode this year to try to find the brewery's name and i i remember because sometimes like i don't remember what i thought of that beer like i should try it again and i remember really hating that yep. beer we did this when we were downstairs in the other studio yep uh, like it was episode 101 did i say that no okay well that's when it was it was december of 2018 so it's okay. been a while yeah and it's nice to do something that's just them yeah 
It's considerably better than that. Oh, yeah. Than Queen Anne. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't talk about price yet, but I do want to know, um, just based on your knowledge, because you bought it, obviously you know the price. Um, was this something you'd want to want to buy again, or maybe just drink again? Mm-hmm. Definitely, I like the 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 hoppiness in the profile with the 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 fogginess. Let's call it. Let's use the word let's they use. use. Sure. Yeah, I like their vernacular. Yeah, the fog in this is nice. It's not overbearingly sweet. I think this beer is nice and balanced and super drinkable and is something I would definitely just reach for to have around. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. You didn't read the side, did you? No. It says one part fashion statement, two parts comfort, three parts embarrassingly kids. We named this beer after our favorite Santa Cruz tourist phenomenon in hopes that our beer might someday be just as popular. Uh, fair. That's pretty I cool. really, I don't think we should understate how cool the can does look. I don't know that I've ever seen a white can. Yeah. You can't downplay the cool factor of the can. Like I would buy this just for the can. It reminds mm-hmm. me of an against the grain can. And it's, I was going to, it's somewhat his leg hair. Yeah. Is very, uh, yeah. That, very, uh, specific. Yeah. It's, it's kind of gross. It, it's a cool, cool, cool can. I can't help thinking like this little speck over here is also just more leg hair somehow. Probably. It's the same. It's like, just what's, it what's it doing over there? Um, this is a really cool can. I think it's going to be a great photo on our Instagram. If you guys want to check that out, that'd be great. Including you, Humble C. We'd love if you check that out and let us know what you think because we've been taking some sick pictures lately. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pro shots, dude. Okay, that's it. Pro that's shots. I was say. Want to rate it? Yeah. Okay, you first, please. I'm going to take one more drink to finalize my rating. Yeah, this is a good beer. I like it. I don't like socks and sandals, but I like the irony. I like the joke. I like the can. Uh, it was a good price point, but that we're not letting that sway us. We'll talk I don't about even that know after. It. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We don't pay for these beers. We're reviewing <laughs> sure. them on merit alone. Fair enough. I'm going to give this beer like a solid, uh, solid 6.9, you know, give it, give it the six, nine, because sure. that's what socks and sandals make me want to do. Oh my God. I gave it a seven. So very close, but in some ways could not be farther away. <laughs> um, it's good. You yeah. had socks and sandals in your face on a hot day? No. Oh. But I'm sure it would be an experience. I would. One that I would never forget. Yep. Uh, it's good, man. It's it good is. beer. It's super drinkable, and and I I agree with you. The cool factor of the can cannot yes. be understated. Agreed. Or overstated. I overstated. guess I misspoke. Yeah, I, I don't got know what another, I was saying. I got another beer from them that we're either going to do later on sometime or yeah. just drink maybe on a bonus episode or who knows. Any chance we're saving it for next week? Uh, I mean... We I don't want to do the same brewery two weeks in a oh, row. That's probably true. That's just silly pants. Yeah, good point. We are waiting to hear back from one of their uh, peeps. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. Only way somebody gets their beer on twice in, uh, in a month is if they start paying us. Sure. That's the bottom line. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. That was Socks and Sandals, 6.9 for you. Seven for me. Yeah. Tasty beer. All right. Now that we've talked about it, this was like a $6 can. All right. That's... That's a little expensive. Nah, there's so much worse beer out there for six bucks a can. That's true. Yeah. And it's a, it is a pint can. I don't know if we said that, but mm-hmm. that's, I mean, it's fine. That's a good price. Yeah. It's not a crazy steal. It, yeah. Like you're you think- like four ninety nine. would be a good price. For yeah. This. But I mean, you'd have to balance quality with cost too. Cause that's like true. you'd be stoked if this was, uh, you know, a $6 pint at a bar. What is, well, yeah, it all, yeah, but all we've talked about this, like the difference between taking it home and they're always more expensive at bars. Mm-hmm. What's too much for this can? Where would you draw the line? Eight. 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 Yeah. yeah I think I'd, I'd lay around seven, I think. If it was seven bucks, I'd be like, I don't think I'm buying this. It was six ninety nine, yeah. What's that? You're saying if it, it was? If oh, it was yeah, six ninety nine? Yes. If oh. you go above six, I think I'm out for those reasons. It's a no for me, well, dog. You cheap. I don't know. Maybe. Flick picks? Flickety pick. Okay. You got anything? Not to put you on the spot, though I don't think that's exactly what I'm doing. It's I don't we do every week. think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I didn't have much. I was all right all weekend. 
I'll double check my letterbox, but what do you got? Well, so I watched the movie that like I knew was out, almost saw it last year um, when there was like a week where there was almost nothing coming out. But I think we ended up doing something that was screening at the pageant instead. Mm. And it just showed up, I think, on HBO. And I, my wife had been in Hawaii for a week, so I had a lot of like random time at night to watch whatever I wanted, basically, even if it was garbage. And I won't say Anna was garbage, but it was uh, not too far from it. It's the one with like the female spy type character. Yeah, it's like some weird combination of uh, like Atomic Blonde and Red Sparrow. Okay. Um, but it was, yeah, it was directed by Luc Besson. I think he's French. I'm not positive. Um, and the letterbox synopsis goes like this. Never make the weapon the target. Beneath Anna Poliatova's striking beauty lies a secret that will unleash her indelible strength and skill to become one of the world's most feared government assassins. Can't even say like that with the a most face. generic, whatever. It's fine. Um, there's a lot of people in this movie that have never been in movies. And I think that shows Helen Mirren is in this and she does fine. So is Luke Evans, but a lot of sort of the, like the main character, uh, Anna played by Sasha Luss is never really acted in anything that I could find. And it's just a really generic movie everything from plot to the way it's shot to the action scenes there's like one kind of cool set piece that happens in a restaurant that i found sort of exhilarating okay but barely and it's just like every beat's super predictable dialogue i could almost i could write it in my head and i was <laughs> correct like ex- almost exactly the words that happened it just it feels like it's trying to be this edgy sort of spy thriller that is not very mysterious or thrilling which sort of are the two things you need yeah. to be a spy thriller um, so I can't say I recommend Anna. I, the only reason I'm bringing it up is cause it's the only feature length movie I watched since last week, but I don't know if you're like me and you're like, maybe I'll check this out one day. I think you can skip it. Fair enough. All right. Like, would you watch like an atomic blonde over this? Atomic blonde is great. Yeah, absolutely. I felt like this movie was kind of like ripping off atomic blonde yeah. a little. So it's like yeah. the, the Charlie's throne was amazing. Like, I, yeah. I mean, people, I don't, I don't, I know I've seen it once or twice, but I think it's a fair comparison to, to equate atomic blonde to John wick in terms of intensity of action. Yeah. Like they kind of approach it with the same in, uh, intensity of, uh, you know, like long choreographed shots and real fight mm-hmm. scenes and hits and tons of cool core. I love the yeah. choreography. And and this totally just skips that. And it's just it's kind of traditional action stuff where they cut away every two seconds. And if you're not watching, you miss like a bunch of movies. You're like, how did they even get from there to there? It doesn't matter. When did they get in the bathroom? Yeah. yeah. But atomic blonde is not that. So I, yeah. yeah, for sure. I'd watch that over this. So if you're considering watching this, don't. Yeah. If you're looking for this kind of movie, watch atomic blonde. I think it's superior, way superior. Uh, you were digging in your phone. Did you find anything? Nope. All right. Fair enough. Nope. Our video finally uploaded on Instagram. So oh, I nice. Had to hashtag that. You have a, yeah. It's going to be a good Instagram week. I think it is, man. It's always a good Instagram week. Oh, respect. Okay. Way to twist it. Mm-hmm. Uh, spin it. Maybe good spin. Uh, I think we got to jump to a break. Is what I think. Yeah. Let's take a break and then we'll get into this week's movie. Yeah. Oh, onward for onward. Onward. <laughs> okay. Bye. Hey out there in Radio Land, if you're like me, you got a little case of the spring fever. It's beautiful outside, you want to take a handsome gal or a handsome guy on a date, 
you should check out the Handlebar right here in Chico, California. They've got great food. They got great drink specials. They got a beautiful patio. It's it's you can't beat it. Max, tell them more. Well, they also have a happy hour, my friend. Thank you for bringing it up. It's two to six p.m. every day of the week. All seven of them. You get a dollar off all their draft beers. They also have other drink specials, food specials, all sorts of stuff. But the one thing you can always rely on at the Handlebar is that sweet, sweet happy hour, two to six every day of the week. If you don't know where they are, they're at twenty seventy East Twentieth Street. They're right by Winco, right by Best Buy, uh, all that you know that area of town. Uh, Johnny Summers. If you haven't been there, it's perfect for a first date or a 50th date. There you go. Check them out. Check them out. The Handlebar Chico. In times of old, the world was full of wonder. And magic. But times change. I'm a mighty warrior. Morning, Mom. Hey, birthday boy. By the laws of yore, I must dub thee a man today. Kneel before me. That's okay. I have a gift from your dad. He just said to give you this when you were both over 16. <gasps> no way! It's a wizard staff. Dad was a wizard. What? Your dad was an accountant. This spell brings him back. For one whole day, Dad will be back. What? Back? Like back to life? That's not possible. It is with this. I'm going to meet Dad. Oh, feet! It's getting harder to hold! Ah, he's just legs! I definitely remember Dad having a top part. Oh, what did I do? All right, that was a trailer for Onward. It was a film, is a film, directed by Dan Scanlon, who also directed Monsters University, but also worked on Coco, Toy Story 4, Inside Out, uh, some of the better Pixar movies, I think. I think you're right. In this film, though, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt voiced two teenage elven brothers, which we'll get into. and Barley. Ian and Barley, who uh, magically bring their dad back to life using this old spell he left behind after he died. Uh, when the spell goes wrong and only his legs come back, the two boys set off on an adventure to find a magical stone that can conjure the power to bring back his upper half. But they have just 24 hours to do it. Otherwise, Ian, Tom Holland's uh, only chance of meeting his father will be lost forever. Uh, this movie also stars the voices of Ju- Julia Louis-Dreyfus as their mother and Octavia Spencer as the manticore. Uh, Johnny, give me some cold hard facts about when this movie was released, maybe what it's rated, that sort of stuff. It was released... On 3620, which if you're listening to this the day it comes out, that was just a few days ago. Yeah, yes. Pretty, three, three days ago for us. Three days ago. Uh, it is rated PG, clocks in at one hour and 42 minutes. Such a great length for a movie like this. Yeah. $20 million budget. It had an opening of $39 million with uh, $67 million worldwide as of today. So the opening was like, because today's uh, Tuesday, so it's made about double that again, double its opening in like two days. Nice. People like this movie. Yeah. That's the point. And I think I'm in that camp as well. Did you like this movie? I really like this yeah. movie. So when did you see it? Uh, I'm going to give you kind of the, the normal stuff. Like, what was your experience like? What concessions did you have to get you through the movie? That sort of thing. Well, I saw it on a Sunday evening at 4.45. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Movie didn't start until like 5.30. You see the XD or the regular? Uh, XD. Mm-hmm. I, almost, um, I almost went to that one. Because that's how we do it. It's such a good one, man. The XD theater is like 
It's nice. I, yeah, you don't like 3D, but no, I like the XD though. It's real it's big, real choice. The sound is great. It's great sound. I noticed the sound more in this than a lot of other movies. They're, it's really over the top and like animated. Yeah, stuff. It's, like, it's, it's crazy sound effects. It's like and it's an animated movie. It doesn't hurt that there's yeah like magic and elves, but like yes. they're kind of also just working day to day jobs that we would work. but yeah. also magic. Totally, that's fun. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> We'll get more into that. But yes, the, sure. the movie theater experience, I was surrounded by children. Uh, yeah, that's why I didn't go to that one. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, roll of the dice, you know. But shout out to the parents that like are teaching their kids to be quiet in movies. Mm, nice. Good crowd. Uh, the dad right in front of me had a kid that like was sat on his lap for half the movie. Probably four or five-year-old. Yeah. Between like three and five. I don't know how old kids sure, are. Sure. Yeah, young. A child. Kids. And uh, he started piping up and the kid was like, shh. Wait, the dad was piping up? And no, the, the kid was piping up. And the like, dad's starting to ask questions and stuff. And he's like, shh, uh, we whisper in movies if oh, we speak at all. Respect. And I was like, good man. Damn, all right, what up? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's up, player? I'm about to buy yeah. you guys some popcorn. That's funny. So awesome experience. Yeah. Everyone was really into it. The kids were laughing. It was fun. It yeah. was like kind of everything you want out of seeing a movie with a bunch of kids. And sure. none of the crap that you don't want. Yeah. All so right. It was good. It was a good experience. What about you? Well, so I went at the show, the showing, like one or two showings after you. I did uh, did not see it in the XD theater, but I saw the uh, the 650 showing. I figured on Sunday, that's a pretty solid bet to like have, I think there were only maybe two, four, like 12 people in the theater total. Nice. Um, So it was a solid bet. And it was, it was good. Like the, the viewing experience was fine. I got, we went with Gianna and I went with our friends, Jenna and Steven, and we all shared popcorn and nice. we had a, a drink at the poorhouse beforehand and had a drink in the theater. So, you know, yeah. it was one of those. I bought myself a bucket. Like the refillable yeah. one? I just can give you mine, man. Yeah. We suck at doing that. I actually forgot to take it. Yeah. So. It's too much work. It's We're not responsible enough yeah. to even take our own. Obviously yeah. Yeah. we can't share one. What, so. what, what did it cost you? Fourteen ninety nine. Oh, oh, right. What it'll cost you next time though is like four fifty like four dollars plus we get twenty percent off concessions Dude, it's, with the thing yeah I don't know if I told you this but I found I didn't know where the points went because they're always at Cinemark oh they're yeah like, keep you earn a point for every you know yeah. dollar you spend you have to scan your app right thing. so I did that but I just didn't know what happened I was like I guess I'll scan my phone yeah and then like one day a couple months ago I checked and I had like five hundred points you're like yes <laughs> so like I bought a couple movie tickets I got more money off concessions yeah uh, paid nothing for. Uh, Gianna and my tickets yesterday. Nice. Two of those saved up. Hell yeah. Pretty good day. And every once in a while, you'll get like, they put offers on there, like new right. movies out. And you're like, do you want a poster and a bandana? Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. Why not? That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So, that's fun. Yeah. It's a fun thing to do. But yeah, it's nice. I was, I knew there was going to be a million trailers. So I got there, got we there got a little late. late. We got there late too. <laughs> I got there late and I was like, yeah. well, all like eight children are sitting in front of me and they all have popcorn and mm. I don't have popcorn. I'm a grown so man. Theirs. No, that's like, well, this is kind of bullshit. So I'm going to go get my own popcorn. Yeah. I'm like, I might miss the first few minutes of the movie, whatever. I'll figure it sure. out. Came back and there was still like three trailers and a Simpsons short. Oh, I saw that. I saw the end of that. Kay. I don't care. Yeah. I didn't, it that. was. I don't like Simpsons. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, so there was like two or three more trailers and then the commercial for Cinemark mm-hmm. and then like a five minute Simpsons short and then Jeez. the movie started. Right. I was like half done with my popcorn before the movie even started. Yep. I feel like that's always the case though. I always like, I'm almost sick of my concessions by the time it actually starts. Like I've eaten yeah. a bunch of nacho cheese covered pretzel bites and like mm-hmm. half my Sprite's already coming out my wiener. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just can't it's anymore. Not, I don't know why I said it like that, but I did. <laughs> And here we are. You know, it made perfect sense. I did. Yeah. I mean, that's what was happening. I saw a great meme. I'll show you later. It's very right. funny. Let's do that. So, um, but good, yeah. Many snacks were had. Yeah. we. I mean, we just did the popcorn and the beer. And I, usually if I go solo, I'll get like a small popcorn, maybe some milk duds. And every now and again, the person taking my order, 
is also not the right turn of phrase, but she'll be, she or he will be like, you want, you want the frozen milk duds or the regular ones? And I'm like, I just want the regular ones. But every now and again, they'll talk me into it. And it's gross. They're so hard to eat. Why do you let them talk you into it? Cause it sounds good when they describe it. They're like, you no, it's fun. Cause like they're, they're kind of cold and you can, um, you can make them last longer. Do they really sell it that hard? Yes. Wow. Well, cause I said to the gal last time, I was like, well, you know, I usually get the regular ones. Like, what do you, what do you think? She's like, no, I just love, I just love to get the cold ones. Like they're, they're pretty good. And they, they well, I just said they last longer and better bang for your buck. And I was like, these are good points. I'll get them. And then like, I freaking breaking my teeth. Like I'm eating rocks. Yeah. I mean, that's trying to eat my damn milk duds. That's for people that want to suck for a while before they chew. Well, like you, know, I don't, you, you yeah. almost have to treat that like a hard candy. Yeah. And like, like a Jolly Rancher. Yeah. Which milk does you pop them you start chewing. Yeah. But I hate Jolly Ranchers too. Cause I always try to bite them. Mm, don't do that. I know. You know, what's good is frozen junior mints. I hate junior mints. <sighs> what? But I imagine they don't get super hard. No, so they just like just nice get and, chewier. Yeah. So nice. Jenna loves junior mints. I think they're weird. I mean, they are weird. Yeah. I also, I don't trust people that like good and plenty. Those like little licorice candy things. The little, you know, they look like giant sprinkles. Oh, those, those are, aren't bad. Do you like black licorice? No. Well, then those must be disgusting. You are confused. No, they're not bad. I, I don't not trust people that get them. Like I they're do. fine. Do you like candy corn? Yeah. Ugh, I don't trust Big you time. now. Big time. It's so gross. It's <laughs> Big time. Uh, I don't even think they sell candy corn at the movie theater, but they should because people like you would buy it. Psychos. Probably. Yep. I digress. I digress. You like this movie. I friggin' love this movie. Really? Yeah. Friggin' love. Friggin' loved it. Okay, we're already talking. If we're talking about ratings, you're in like the nines. And I nines friggin' time. love it. Okay. Friggin' love it. Uh, it okay. checks every single box. What are the boxes you think it was attempting to check? All right. So there's... Tons of like Dungeons and Dragons, like game sure. type references. There's yeah. tons of references to Lord of the Rings. Like this is like a fantasy nerds. Um, what references? To there Lord was of the a Rings? bunch of Lord of the Rings references. How did I catch none of them? Well, because you're a peasant. I the, am not. The fast food restaurant that he went to was called The Shire. Oh, was and it? And the billboard said now serving second breakfast. I didn't see that. Dude, this movie was rife with them. Huh. Yeah. Watch it again. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's rewatchable. It's fair. I, I'd rewatchable. love to watch it again. I'll probably buy it. I would, this is one of those ones like DVD thing. I would just, yeah, totally. I would just throw this on in the background and be entertained. Yeah. So you've got a quest. Yeah. You've got magic. Yes. You've got mythical creatures of different sizes, shapes, species, and skill levels. Um, you've got a, you know, the stereotypical trope of like, uh, the hero who doesn't know he possesses power, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is classic. Yep. Your, your famous like willow, even some Star Wars storylines have sure, that. Or like plus like the goofy sidekick thing. Yeah, with his brother. Yeah, exactly. Also but his brother's totally awesome. Yeah, and you basically have Chris Pratt playing Andy Dwyer. Yes, which is is to me is gold. Yep, that's like the peak Chris Pratt. Yep, uh, and I loved it. And he's playing like the the denim vested metal band he's patch. He's cover. playing a mouse rat singer, dude. He is. Yeah, he's playing it. Andy Dwyer. <laughs> it made me so happy. But Andy Dwyer obsessed with like Dungeons and Dragons. He has like a bracer on with a, a twenty sided dice on the palm with like lightning bolts coming off sure. of it. Like if you've ever tabletop gamed, you're gonna be like, oh my god! I almost bought, brought my bag of dice to just have on the table. That's cute. Do you have dice? You, you ever played Dungeons? No, and Dragons? I haven't played Dungeons and Dragons. You would love it. I got made fun of for no reason. You would absolutely i know i would we should start a game we should not why not we got too much going on no we we don't we can't start this but our wives would be into it i don't gianna would not be into oh well she loves games she loves games and she could be anything in the world she wants to be she could be a flying elf do you know what we should do uh i'm gonna make a note this is great bonus content you're gonna explain to me how this game works uh i think yeah yeah i think that's what we should do yep 
Uh, and then we'll, that's our Patreon, by the way. If you want to hear right. Johnny try to explain this game that I have heard about, I know it's ubiquitous in sort of people like 80s and 90s kids culture. Yeah. You just don't understand it at all. I'll break it down to the best of my ability. I okay. haven't been part of a game, uh, a campaign, I should say, in uh, quite a long time, probably over a decade. But okay. working on getting a new campaign and a new storyline and building some new characters going with... Uh, been talking about it with Brian McAllister for a long time. We're going to have to set like a monthly meeting or something to get that done. Such a nerd. Okay, good. Oh, Let's yeah. do it. Great. Full like heft of the nerdiness. Sure. It's, it's glorious. Yeah. I love it. And so this movie tickles that. And I think this movie is that aspect of this movie is aimed at tickling the fancy of the parents of the kids in this movie. Sure. Because a lot of the dads, I could tell, were like laughing at some of like the mm. magic jokes and like the cards that he had, like the Magic the Gathering cards and stuff. Like that was not aimed at the children in this movie. That no. was that was for the older people in the audience. I mean, I think it's a good testament to I don't know if there's such a thing as a bad testament. It's a testament to the the direction of the movie. Um and anytime there's a movie like this, I think Inside Out's a really good example. It can be appreciated by children, but also there's a lot of wisdom and, and emotion to be gained mm -hmm. by adults. I think that's a, a mold that was established pretty firmly by Toy Story. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I guess maybe. Well, from the Pixar, in the sure. Pixar yeah, sure. scope of movies. You're probably right. Um, I just, I think like um, Zootopia is another, was that? Is that Pixar or is that um, so? the other guys? But, I mean, you could go back as far as like Lion King. Lion King was dealing sure, with sure. very meta, like making people think way outside the box yes. of their age group. So, But I think the applicability to sort of the modern world, mm -hmm. um, especially with Inside Out, like depression and anxiety and stuff like anybody. I've never seen that. Just, oh, you got to see Inside Out. It's so good. Uh, it's You got to see it. It's really, 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 really good. All right. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, in addition to all the stuff you said, the cultural references and the stuff that sort of is a little bit more surface level than sort of like the father son dynamics that come mm -hmm. up. Like I, I cried twice in this movie. Yeah, dude, it got me twice too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I think surprisingly, I was really impressed with the writing of this movie. D uh, the dialogue or just in general? Uh, both. Yeah. The, the dialogue was really nice and it wasn't heavy handed. And yeah. also the, the or arc of the plot, I almost said the orc, <laughs> the orc of the plot. <laughs> what it worked. Uh, was not, as predictable and lovey-dovey as you think it is, I think it has layers. It actually had like a little bit of nuance, like, and it gave more depth to the characters, yeah. which I found really refreshing in a children's movie. Like it, sure. it didn't just end how you thought it was going to end. And there was, you know what I mean? It had a very unique right. ending and a unique end to that arc. And it gave way more depth to the characters. And I, I dug it, man. For sure. Plus, there was a rock dragon. I was going to say, we have to talk about animals. I know you must have loved their dog. Oh, yeah. Their dog dragon yeah. lizard thing. Uh, you're a big fan of creatures in movies. Yes. There uh, was so many good creatures in this. Yeah. like I want to try to explain, if you haven't seen the movie, like, or if you're not planning to, like, how would you describe their world? So it's basically the world of uh, fairies and trolls and elves and like high fantasy that has basically degraded into working class. So imagine, yeah. you know, yeah. a minotaur is your cop and, you sure. know, a troll is your parking attendant. I mean, in that respect, it is kind of like Zootopia. Kind of, but, where, but it's mythical creatures, not just animals. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So it, it's yeah, Zootopia, right. same formula pretty much, but with, yeah. this is the a deep dive into the mythical. Like, uh, yes, the, the manticore is like a super obscure, like fantasy reference. Right. It's like super, super, super obscure and specific. So, yeah. What did you think of the Manticore? I thought she was cool. Uh, 
Yeah, thought I thought sassy. so too. I love like um, my wife Gianna is a huge fan of of Disneyland. And almost every time she goes to Disneyland or has in the past, they stop at Medieval Times. Okay. And I've been once. Have you ever been? No. I want to go. Do you know what it is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've seen the cable guy. I haven't. So. Whoa. Yeah. The Jim Carrey? Yeah. Yeah. But also there's a Medieval Times casino in Vegas and they have the whole thing restaurant in there. I hate that. I like it. I hate it because it's the same thing as like a Dave and Buster's, which is like taking a Chuck E. Cheese or a, or a, a Scandia. Is that what they're called? Scandias? The mini golf place? Yeah. Yeah. It's like taking a place that is pure for children and be like, we're going to add alcohol and make drunk adults come here all the time. Do you know? No, there's like a giant dinner show with horses and jousting and. Well, yeah, but yeah, it's a dinner show. It's not. I know you don't, they don't give, you said there's a casino. Yeah. Leave that away. Let the kids have a place, you know, that's circus circus. That's also in a casino most of the time. Yeah. 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 But medieval (laughs) times was never like for children. No. Well, it's for youths, I guess. Not like kids, kids, maybe, but I like, think it's like for everyone and tweens. Like you know, <laughs> and like the, they also actually serve alcohol at medieval times. Yeah, you can get a stein. Yeah, my point is they serve you a whole chicken. The place, yeah, they do. Or the Manticore. Uh, so like you hear about the Manticore, Octavia Spencer's character, mm-hmm. and describe the Manticore. So it's a lion combined with a scorpion and uh, one other thing. It's got bat wings. Yeah, is it a bat? Like sure, a dragon. Wings. They look more bat-like than they do. But like, this is important to say too. All of our information that our two heroes embark with is based on Chris Pratt, the older brother's kind of game knowledge. His tabletop game knowledge, which is called Tales of Yore, which That's is right. essentially like this universe's uh, Dungeons, and Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we hear about this manticore. He has a, a playing card of the manticore. It's like this ferocious beast that'll rip your head off and whatever. And you meet her and she is like kind of the owner or manager of a medieval times like tourist restaurant. And it's so funny yeah, to me. It was. Like, <laughs> See, it's more like Chuck E. Cheese than medieval times. It's a combo because it's all like kind of the medieval theme, but the whole world is, I guess. Yeah. Although I actually don't think the world is themed that way that we just know of those things. Like yeah. a lot of the world is more like here's your office max and mm-hmm. you know, Rayleigh's yep. and in this one little bubble at this, at this place, it's like, no, it's like it used to be. Mm-hmm. And you're expecting when we get pointed, like the manticore is over there and she comes out like jostling a, or jostling a tray of stuff that she's about to tip over and like taking pictures with the kids. And there is like a Chuck E. Cheese manticore version. Fixing of the karaoke machine. Fixing the karaoke. Yeah. That was so funny to me. And I think that the, the strength or one of the strengths of this movie is the overlap you can get. Even if you don't have that background in medieval times or Dungeons and Dragons, like you can appreciate the, the absurdity of this intensely strong creature now having to work a nine to five. Yeah. And getting screamed at by drunk bachelorette people. Yeah. It's very good. It's very good. Um, what else do you want to talk about without any spoilers? Um, I mean, standout characters, I think Chris Pratt and, Mm -hmm. The little kid was Tom, Tom Holland. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we're very good. I liked their chemistry together. And yeah. They, I mean, it, it almost felt like they were actually talking to each other. I actually thought about that too. I was like, I'm, cause they might've, I'm wondering how they did that. I'd love to see some behind the scenes yeah. stuff. It was like, if they recorded this, like in a sound stage where they could actually like look at each other and feed off of each other. Totally. Cause I loved their interactions. It felt very genuine and very believable, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I, yeah, I think they were really good. I, um, everybody else that happens around the characters, I think we're pretty good. Yeah. Um, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character, their mother is dating a new uh, guy after their dad. He's a cop, Colt Ford or Colt Bronco or whatever. Yeah, he's a centaur. Yeah, and he's a police officer, and he's a, a bit of a caricature of uh, sort of like the lazy cop. And this movie's really good at sort of 
Um, I just remember you know. this last scene. It's so good. So did I. <laughs> like this movie, even oh, with its secondary shoot. characters, really emphasizes personal growth. Yeah. It's like that's a great example. Like, at the very end, he has a thing where it's like, all right, good for you, man. Like, yeah, keep it up. It's like, oh, with the hair. And oh, I think God. that, yeah, I think that speaks to the universality of this movie in that, of course, the main characters grow and develop throughout the movie, but so does everybody else. And I think mm-hmm. this is a good example of kind of the way that a world changes while its characters are doing the same thing. It's not, yeah. well, I can get into this more. I have an exact note right here that I want to talk about. Totally. But, uh, we can get to it later. I think we should rate it. Yep. Okay. Johnny Summers, you really, really love this movie. So out of 10, what do you give it? I'm giving it a 10. A whole 10. A whole 10. Okay. I think this is a perfect really animated nice. movie. Sure. I can't find anything wrong with it. I've been thinking about it since last night. Yeah. Like, it made me really happy. Like, this movie made me genuinely happy. Like, I left the sure. theater, like, happy. Yeah. And it, like, like it got you. It made me cry. Oh, yeah. I was not expecting to watch Onward and have tears in you my eyes. You haven't seen Inside Out, though. No. People have been kind of comparing the two, like, in terms of emotional gravity. Oh, wow. Um, All right. And I actually didn't cry for Inside Out, I don't think, but I also saw it a long time ago. It's because you're a sociopath. It might be. Or maybe I was young and wasn't in touch with my emotions. There you go. Um, but I'm, I knew going in this was going to be a bit of a gut punch. You're much older and you've learned to fake them now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Just to blend in with society. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, 10 for you. Very, very high ratings. I liked it. It might be my favorite kids movie up there mm. with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. As far as like animated movies. Like this knocked it out of the park. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um I, I know that if I say less than a 10, you're going to ask me why it wasn't better. 100%. So I'm trying to think of a reason why I don't feel like it was a 10. Um, and I don't know that I have it yet. So I'm going to I'm gonna say it's a solid nine. Um, and as we I think as we discuss The Danger Zone, I'm going to be able to elaborate more. Okay. Um, but without spoiling stuff and sounding like an idiot, I don't want to try to justify it yet. So is that a solid nine or is that a penciled in nine? It's a penned in nine. Oh. And, and I, you know, I got enough ink in this baby. I can cross it out if I have to. But... I'm I'm feeling pretty confident I'm a nine on this, not a ten. Hmm. And I think I can explain it more once we get into spoilers. Wow. You just gotta tear I this know. great movie down. Like <laughs> I'm not trying to tear it down. What is your life? Like, a nine is a great why movie. Is this man? a fun hobby it's for so you. good. You're just gonna try and like shit on amazing things. All right. When we come back from a break, we're gonna have what I think we need right now, which is a tension uh, ice break and beer. We're gonna see if we can come back together as two friends and two co-hosts over a delicious brown ale that you've picked out. So please don't go anywhere. We're not spoiling this movie for a little bit longer. We'll be right back. We back at it. We got our second beer. Johnny, uh, you brought this beer also. I don't even know why I intro. I should just let you take yeah, over. Bro, I bring all the beer. When yeah, do you I, bring beer? I brought a beer. It's uh, my job to bring beer. Recently. Ish. This is my department. Well, then look alive, man. Tell me what we're drinking. We are drinking a beer. This one, believe Dear it or God. not, <laughs> is actually from Sacramento. Yeah, okay. We're drinking Waffle Town Maple Brown. Brewed by Jackrabbit Brewing. That's right, Waffle Town Maple Brown. It's a brown ale brewed with a lucrative amount of maple syrup, made to taste like your favorite breakfast snack. It doesn't feel like a meal. Waffle. A waffle? No. Yeah. It's like a breakfast cake with syrup pockets. They're yes. perfect. So this is a maple syrup brown ale clocking in at 5.2% ABV. And we have an email from them. Yeah, before I read this email, would you tell me a little bit about what the can looks like? Because it also is one that grabs my attention, but for a different reason than our previous one. If you've ever been to the South, you know what a Waffle House looks like. This beer is inspired by Waffle House, so they kind of... that's it, yep. uh, I wouldn't say ripped off. They were inspired by the... (laughs) The artistic way of saying ripped off. Yeah. That's what I did with Beer Madness. Inspiration. Yeah. That's how the French get inspired. Sure. 
clear out the alcohol to get your glass. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a cool can, man. It, it caught my eye, and I was like, "Ooh, that sounds like something I want to drink." And then saw it was super local. I don't think we've done a lot from them. Yeah, we did a beer back in the day. Yeah. So let's see what the can says. We answer the age-old question: Won't you take me to Waffle Town? With a resounding yes. Enjoy this classic English brown ale infused with the breakfast-inspiring flavor of Vermont maple syrup. So, yeah. That's, there, there it is, man. It's yeah, straightforward so, brown ale with maple syrup. So we reached out to the brewery. Oh, and, you found it. Yeah, and Evie Fisher got back to us. Um, and she says, uh, this is our first time making this beer, and we used pure Vermont maple syrup. The bucket was super heavy and took a few people to dump it in. So lots of maple syrup. As the name implies, it tastes a lot like waffles. The maple taste is far from subtle, but it's not overly sweet. The base brown ale is our Big Wig Brown, which is one of our best-selling beers because it's nutty, roasty, but not heavy. The name was inspired, like you said, Johnny, by Waffle House restaurants. Most locations are in the South. And she says it's the perfect perfect breakfast beer. So I'm excited. Thanks, Evie Fisher. Thanks, Evie. Uh, I love a good brown ale. Sometimes um, they're a lovely substitute for a heavy, heavy, roasty stout. Mm. So I'm looking for lightness. I'm looking for flavor. I'm looking for roastiness. And I'm again, I'm glad you pointed it out because I don't want it to be too sweet. A lot of maple, you might be like, uh-oh, whoa, maple police, somebody call them. I don't need this much maple, but yeah. you've tasted it. Do I need to call them? Uh, I think we can keep them at bay. Uh, this is a great day for maple beers. Oh, good, man. Yeah, this is uh, super light, as advertised, very drinkable. Uh, it is a brown ale. And you, I mean, it's not going to be huge. It's not going to have yeah. a huge mouthfeel. It's going to be drinkable. It's going to be light. It's going to be kind of refreshing on the palate with that subtle, you know, the maple's subtle in this, which I appreciate. It might get there. We, we iced this down. This was, uh, you know, somewhat cold when we popped it, and it will be warming up as we go through our review. We both decided we wanted to keep it a little bit cooler. Um, but man, yeah, it's it's super drinkable. It's very light on the mouth. Uh, honestly, the first thing I thought of was the best cereal ever made: Waffle Crisp. Oh, I like Waffle Crisp. Oh, I fucks with Waffle Crisp. Yeah, I think it's hella hard. hard. All right, it's so good. It's good. Yeah, uh, and this beer reminds me of that immediately. So I've only smelled it so far, and I, I googled some images of a I, what I wrote was maple tree spout. I don't know if you have ever seen maple yeah. uh, extracted, but they basically hammer in to a maple tree uh, this spout looking thing, and they wait for the sap to drip out. Kind of, it's not mm-hmm. sap. Maybe it is. Who knows? Um, but that's how it felt. I felt like I was sticking my nose into that just smelling this beer. It's super sweet smelling, very um, yeah, like very evocative of just maple. Because so often, you, like. And again, still haven't tried it, but when you smell um, a beer with such a potent adjunct as maple, it can be overwhelming. And I love when it's really strong on the nose, but I'm I'm a little bit hesitant now to taste it. Mm. So I'm worried it's going to be too sweet. Do you have anything? Uh, actually, what what am I going to be expecting uh, mouthfeel wise? You said it was light. So mouthfeel wise, you're not expecting a ton of of body and thickness because it's a brown ale. It's going to be light. It's going to be thin. It's going to be crisp. It's going to be drinkable. It's going to go down easy. I think that's the whole point of a brown ale is yeah. to be something you can just grab a pint of and just swill half of it after a long day and just be like, oh, yeah. it's delicious and just, mm. That's uh, very good. It's nice, right? Yeah, like it is really sweet. It is mapley, but it's not, um, it doesn't feel sugary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like it's almost, it's almost like drinking the flavor of maple syrup without any of the viscosity or heaviness or. It contains the essence. Yeah, sure. Of the maple. 
Is that a quote from something specific? No. Okay. Cool. It's just, <laughs> just my own fantasy adventure. Love it. Great. Uh, it's really good, man. I'm I'm very pleased. I remember the last time we did Jackrabbit, um, and I think we shouted this out a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't our favorite beer, um, but we still like to make a habit of reaching out to breweries after. Be like, hey, we, you know, we review this beer. Here you go. Um, and they got back and they're like, hey, you know, like not everyone can be a winner. Thanks for the review, kind of thing. So I am stoked that we have a chance to drink another one of their beers, and it's as good as it is. Totally. I'm very pleased. Me too. I would like to try the base beer of this, which yeah, is their Big Wig Brown. Big Wig Brown. Yeah. Uh, they say it's one of their best sellers, which is pretty cool because I love uh, an old like English style bitters or an English style sure. you know, a brown ale. I'm a big brown ale fan. Yeah, dude. Uh, I love it for something when you want a craft beer that has more body and more just heft to yeah. it. You know, you don't want a lager. You want something that's not quite a stout, but yeah. it, it gets you there. So that's why, like, beers like Sierra Nevada's, the Brown Label Porter. Still, yeah, I was going to say, where do you fall when it comes to porters versus brown ales? Uh, I like a porter. Sometimes porters get too sweet. Sometimes they get a little uh, away from themselves with mm. the adjuncts. Uh, thinking of um, some I like, some I don't. Like the Macdamia Nut Porter from Six Rivers is really good. What about the uh, the the chocolatey what is it called chp chocolate hazelnut porter yeah yeah, yeah. from rogue rogue uh no that's from what am i thinking heretic of? oh you're right what's the rogue one uh something hazelnut brown they do a chocolate hazelnut too it's called something pretty i think it's just though. like hazelnut porter no it's like a name it's got like a i think it's got like a three or four word name i'll look it up real quick look it up but i like those uh for their sweetness but i think that it can be overdone i think moostrel brown ale great one one of the best brown ales ever like period uh, and I think it's a style that's kind of underrated in this age. Of, it's all yeah, of IPAs like it's uh, IPAs and huge stouts. You know, this just falls somewhere in that weird like different branch of the beer yeah. tree. Yeah, uh, but I think it's a style that should still be celebrated. Sure. I really like this beer. Yeah, the the rogue beer I was thinking of was hazelnut brown nectar, uh, which I, I forget about. It's, I don't really love rogue beers most of the time, but this no. is a I think a really really good brown ale. That one's not bad. Yeah, um, yeah, I think we we haven't done a rogue. We maybe like once on the show, but it was their uh, that big red bottle was like the, the was it the sriracha beer? No, it was the like the double chocolate oh thing. Can't remember what it was called. Yeah, it's the one that actually spilled on our old keyboard. Oh yeah, on that infamous day that we, sucked. We should do the sriracha beer. I don't want to mess. It. I, I'd try it. I don't care, but I had not expected it to be good. We should do like just wonky beers like that on April first, dude. We could throw in a wonky beer like every couple months. I'd be down. But yeah, especially on April first. Yeah, I like. The whole reason to do this show is to drink beers and watch movies that we want to drink and yeah, watch. Right. So, like, right? Yeah, maybe I'll I'll use my beer discretion. I'm gonna look at the calendar now. If our episode does come out on April first, we have to do it. The sriracha beer, any bad beer, and it doesn't. Unless we switch to Wednesdays, then it technically would. We're not switching to Wednesdays. Well, just a little behind the scenes pre production here stuff. We did. We have one week coming up where we decided to record on a Tuesday by plan, mm-hmm. and it's actually the thirty first of March. So, we might oh wow, have to do it. Did we accidentally plan? Yeah, secret. Yeah. All right. So, Waffle Town Maple Brown. We're both very favorable on. Yeah. Um. I don't. I'm usually I have a pretty good gauge. I think trying to figure out who likes it more than the other, but I don't know yet because it seems like you like it the exact same amount that I do. And I feel pretty strongly about that feeling. So I'm going to pressure us into rating it. I'm going to take one more drink. But uh, if you, my friend, would tell me any last thoughts you have on it before we say ratings, I'm going to have us both write them down before we announce it. Any final thoughts on this beer? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I'm i impressed. I Honestly, the track record with this brewery for me is not strong. So I wanted them to come out with something that really I enjoyed drinking. I, I love supporting local breweries. But as a beer person, I simply cannot unless the liquid is there. Fair. Uh, 
because people listen to the show, believe it or not. <laughs> and I, uh, I know. And I they, believe yeah, it. And they trust me when I say stuff's good. I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> at least like, you know, 30 or 40,000 yeah, people Yeah, sure, do. sure. So I so can 10%. honestly say the spear is very good. Yeah. The spear is a solid, solid brown ale. The maple's not too strong. It's not too sweet. You could drink this whole pint very easily. Yep. Uh, I think it's a very approachable flavored brown ale that uh, someone that's a seasoned craft beer drinker would like or someone that's like maybe just getting into it, wants to try something. Uh, I've converted a lot of people off of lower brow beer to yeah. you know middle to higher brow beer with brown ales just because they're approachable, they're drinkable. Yeah. They're not too much of any one thing. So I think this would be a good one to bring to like a family party or oh, like for sure. Like this, this goes good with so many uh, foods. This would be a great brunch beer. Great like they beer. said, this is breakfast a great breakfast beer. Sure. Beer. Or yeah. like, like we always talk, or maybe we don't, but not on the air, but you and I have talked about like bringing beers to like Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah. Like, this would go great with your traditional Thanksgiving uh, table spread. Totally. Like, or like, you know, I'm just thinking the next holiday coming up is St. Patrick's Day. Mm. You know, corn beef, corn beef, and with this game over, that's I it. would do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like Christmas morning, like drink Dude, this with oh, some cookies. You tell me for like a corn beef, or like even like a barbecue thing. Like you could reduce this to make a glaze. Oh yeah, be so good. I would put this directly into a spray bottle and just spray Why it not? onto meat. I'd spray onto me or to meat because I do it onto me. First of all, <laughs> both. Let's give me a spray bottle. Both. Yeah, absolutely sure. both. So yeah, uh, I'm into this beer. Good work, Jackrabbit. Yeah, I like it. This okay. beer is a solid eight point three for me. I wrote eight. Okay, well, very close. Close enough to pat myself on the back if I could reach it because it hurts, so I can't. But uh, eight point three for you. It's an eight for me. It's a really, really good beer. There you go. Yeah. I, uh, so now that we've established our thoughts on it, how much did this cost you in this pint glass? Pint four four bucks. Four. That's a steal, right? That's what I'm saying from earlier, man. That's stupid. That's yeah. This is a whole point better than the last beer. It's a whole dollar cheaper. Fuck right off. That's a great, uh, that's a great price. I'm going to strongly agree with that strong okay. verbiage, sir. <laughs> uh, so Damn right. Waffle Town, Maple Brown, eight for me, 8.3 from you. Damn tasty. Jackrabbit, good work. Good work, man. You guys are back on the radar for me. Oh, yeah. I They never left mine for what it's worth. Like that that response they gave us, I was like, I'm going to keep my eyes open. Yeah, I guess I'm just a dick. That's fine. It, it, it's not surprising. But maybe karma's gotten back to you for being that way. What's, what's got you hot or bothered this week? Yeah, let's see. Bothered? Uh, not much has got me bothered. It's been a pretty pretty solid week. I'm feeling strong, feeling happy, feeling good. My hot this week, uh, let's see. Took a nice nice day trip to Roseville. Went and checked out Slice Brewing for the first time. Oh, that's oh, that's nice, right. I actually saw that on your Instagram. Yeah. How was well, this it? is the podcast Instagram. Well, you shared it. I think it was from yours, then you shared it. Bro, I am an internet oh, tour de force, okay? <laughs> when things happen... sure. I'm a just titan of social sure. media. When it's just a flood, okay? Yeah. yeah, it happened. You saw it multiple places. You're welcome. Slice brewing. Slice brewing. And we don't have a beer of theirs in front of us, and I'm wondering why. Because they were bad. It's waiting in the wings. Oh, that's much better. Yeah, I had already bought these beers. The emails were sent. Got it. Breweries have fed back. You know, like as cool and as like half drunk as we are when we do this, we have to kind of stick to some sort of game plan or else the whole world will fall apart. I'm about game plans, man. I'm about notes, I'm about structure. That's that's my wheelhouse. And like once the beers are set for the week, which yeah. is usually about a week before, I try yeah. not to mess with that because it messes with your notes and it helps us to just know what we're drinking going into an episode. Sure. But Super sneak preview. We're going to be drinking some sliced beer next week. Cool. Uh, what, what, what style? Uh, they did... Hey, 
How about this? How about I tell you the two cans that I got, and you guess, you get to pick which one I bring. Oh, okay. Great. I would love that. So they did a West Coast double IPA called, I think, Rollin' the Lettuce, or no, Rollin' the Broccoli, or Rollin' Broccoli, like a allegory for smoke. Oh, like okay. Rolling sure, meat. sure, sure. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm hip. I know. It's, yeah. It's totally. I'm marijuana for sure. I, yeah. I know what that is. Actually, I'm going to pull up the Instagram to just check out the pictures that I posted real Perfect. quick. Where, where did you say Slice so, is slice, in Roseville? Slice Brewing is not in Roseville, sir. Oh. Slice Brewing is in Lincoln. Ah, that's yeah. On the way, Roseville. it's a no, poor man's Roseville, as we say. If you go to Roseville, it's not in Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the owner of pizza, uh, the, the, the Old Town Pizza. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've got a location in Lincoln. They've got one in Roseville, and one other one I can't remember where. They've always been on point with their craft beer selection. They have always had an amazing bottle selection and um, draft beer selection to go with their amazing pizza. Right. And they got a brewer from somewhere I can't remember where. We'll do some research for next week's episode. Sure. But anyways, they have a brewery next to their pizza location, the Old Town Pizza location in Lincoln. We were on our way to Roseville to go to Final Gravity and go mm-hmm. to the mall and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And we popped in Slice. Uh, it was just kind of a, a spur of the moment thing. I remembered that they were there and we were on our way. Right. Uh, and they had happened to have a can release the day before. And they had released Rollin' Broccoli. Uh, and they had really, it went, let's see if I can zoom in. Rollin' Broccoli is just a West Coast double IPA. Right. Do you know do you have the ABV? Do you remember? Uh, let me see. Because, I mean, with beer madness going on, I am sort of leaning towards West Coast IPAs these days. Sure. But I could be swayed. Uh, it doesn't. I can't see it in the picture. Right. And then also, they have one that is called King Juiced. King Juiced? Yeah. It's a collaboration that they did with, whatchamacallit, Toppling Goliath. Oh. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. It's a hazy double IPA. It's like 8.5. Oh, and you have both? Yes, I got a couple four packs of each at the Oh house. wow! Okay, um, so I would bring. I want to try them both for fun. <laughs> Did you like? You liked them both. You bought them. I assume you yeah. enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it was a cool brewery. It was a good experience. Tiny, tiny little tap room. Yeah, very tiny. But yeah, it was a good vibe. They had some good beers. Tried a couple more things on tap. It was cool. I was able to actually try both the beers on tap before yeah. I bought them. Right. That's always like, the best. Oh, well, they're both really good. Let's mm-hmm. just get some of each. Sure. So, yeah, my question to you is do you want to do Rollin' Broccoli or the other one that I can't King Juiced. Yeah? Um, No, no, sorry. I was just trying to end your sentence. King Juiced. Um, So on one hand, like, yeah, I'm in the mood for West Coast IPAs because I've been doing this bracket thing for a little while. Um, But also, maybe I don't have room in my life for another really good West Coast IPA. Like, maybe I just need to stop. So I I, And I like Toppling Goliath, so. I have an argument to make. Please. Uh, I would say... If you're going to do, if we're going to do one of their beers on the show, it should be one of their beers exclusively, not a collaboration. Oh, okay, fair I, enough. Like to do a fair shake, like you made this beer all by yourself. It's not a collaboration. It's just like this is your shit. Yeah, here it is. That's a good. That's a good argument. So yeah, let's do it. Let's do the let's do the West Coast. Let's do the rolling broccoli. broccoli. Yeah, it's a great can too. Perfect. Did let's you see it. the can? No, it's pretty cool. It's okay. very psychedelic. It's very very like, tie dye. You might bit. say it's the one uh, on the right. Oh, there. it's on the on the left. Left. You're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That looks like a lot of fun. Looks that guy is a little. He's a little broccoli dude smoking a joint. Yeah, I think that'd be a great tattoo. Don't get that tattoo. Why not? Because we haven't reviewed the beer yet. Let's review but the I've beer and then it. we can talk about it. All right. Uh, okay. So that's my hot. Was I got to go to Slice Brewing and then I went to Final Gravity yes. and had some great beers. 
drank some great beers on tap, mm-hmm. and then bought some beers maybe that are going to show up on the show at some point. Definitely at least one. Dangle that. Sure. Yep. Uh, went to the mall, giant mall in Roseville. If you've never been there. It's massive. It was fun. And then checked out the Hard Rock Casino in right. Wheatland. Sure. It's, Why not? It was a casino. Yeah, in Wheatland. <laughs> and then went to Zing. huge shout out to the Happy Viking in Yuba City. Uh, you like that place? I do. I don't love it. No? Obviously. It's not for me. That's it's not for my, me. Yeah, it's not for me. Yeah, it's for me. It's like a sports bar yeah. that had just smoked all the crack and done some steroids. And it's yeah. just huge. It's it's a thing. It's great. I went down there once to like be like, hey, you guys ever considered having live music? Here's my card. And then they never got back to me. So that's why I hate them in addition to- Wow, you hate? Hate them. Hate's a strong yeah. word. Not the people necessarily, but the place for sure. Because why not? Life's too short not to hate places. That I suck. guess, yeah. So anyways- Fair enough. So that's my bother this week. So shout out to them. What up? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I also have one more uh, bothered, which is that I threw out my back, kind of. Um, it's gotten worse. Over, so it was about six days ago. I think it's what happened when I went to the dump to get rid of some stuff. And one of those stuffs was an air conditioner. And I think I had to pick it up off the ground and put it. I know I had to do that. But I think that's what caused me to. Uh, Gianna thinks I have a rib out, which is not something I knew could happen. Oh, yeah. Because uh, when I. Bend, bend down just slightly my upper body. I take a deep breath. The backside of my rib cage on the right hurts a lot. Oh, yeah. You probably have like a, a bruised or dislocated I don't rib. know what's going on, but it's gotten it got better for like three days. And then I traveled to play some gigs in the Bay Area and drove for like 12 hours total over the course of a couple of days. And then I woke up today and I literally laid in bed for an extra hour because I was apprehensive about getting up. Whoa. Yeah, excuse me for my innards uh, if th- that came through. So chiropractor appointment tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. It's, I can't twist to the side. And like, that's the big thing at the chiropractor. They're like, all right, lay on your back and we'll twist your hips and then hump you real hard, real fast. And then yeah. we'll fix your back. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and that's my bothered this week. Fair enough. Yeah, man. Yeah. Dislocated rib. I Maybe. Or, like, I have the coronavirus or cancer or something. Dude, don't say that. Who knows? Come on. It could man. happen. I've lived a good life. I'd be, you know, keep doing the show. So if you can, uh, you know, edit podcasts, you just drop me a line right now. I'm going to be looking for a new yeah. producer. Yeah, it'd be fine. Slash co-host, slash lover. On my deathbed, I shall approve or deny this person. So pick carefully. And then you'll die and it won't matter. You'll probably have coronavirus, too, if I have it at this point. Yeah, but if you have cancer, that's not contagious. I'll do my best. To give it to you. Okay. <laughs> we'll do a little blood transfusion on <laughs> deathbed. All right. Uh, that's fine for me. You want to move on? Yeah. That's hot and bothered. So you're plenty bothered. I'm plenty hot. Yeah. Also, slice brewing next week. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm excited. Uh, okay. So we're going to jump to a semi-break. We're going to come back and talk about Onward with spoilers. There's no break in the notes here. Well, I got to throw in some danger zone. I got to drop that in to let people know. Because otherwise, why have you said it? Well, then why is it a break? It's a semi-break, I said. Like, all right, guys. Well, here we go. Well, all right. You just want to do it that way? It's it's not a break. It's more of a segue. I'm just giving people a heads up. Fine. We're going to segue into the danger zone. So if you haven't seen Onward, we're going to talk about it like we've all just seen it. It's not even a break. It's like a three-second little clip of us saying danger zone. Yeah, nobody knows what happens behind the scenes. (laughs) But yeah, sure. Do you need to to take a break? No. I just, you know, the mystery. Push the button. All right. Danger Danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Well, that was a dangerous zone. So it wasn't an official break, but it was a break. We had to take a break so I could make the sounds make the way they should sound. Yeah, we actually make that danger zone clip new every week. <laughs> yeah, no effects at all. 
Hashtag no filter. Johnny just says it. Yeah. In this weird alien voice. That's fine. That is inspired by his continuing rewatchable ability of arrival. Every week he's like, all right, I'm gonna do the alien thing again. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways, we're we're gonna talk about onward. Yes. Final warning: If you haven't seen it, we're gonna spoil it. But I think it's safe to say that this movie kind of hits a lot of predictable beats. Yeah. Um, but very, very effectively. And I think that's where it gets a lot of its strength is that it it tells a tale that is relatable, to some extent universal, and really uh, does it well. Absolutely, I agree with that. So you cried twice in this movie. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. When were they? Those two times. <sighs> I don't remember the first time. None of us do. What was the second time? I actually don't remember my first time crying in this movie either, but I know I did it twice. I did. I, there, I wiped tears from my eyes twice. The yep. first time, I don't remember because it was like something was happening. And I was just like, oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was a moment where I was like, fuck, that's really sweet. Sure. God damn it. And then uh, when Ian, is his name Ian? You crying now? No. Ian. Yeah, Ian. Um, tells Barley. 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 That he should be the one that has the few moments sure, with their dad, sure. and that like he's he's realized that when he thought he had no one, he's he always he's always had his brother. Sure. And, like his brother's totally at his back and was like his father figure. And not long before that, that's when I cried the first time. Is when uh, Barley tells Ian about his fourth memory with their dad that he mm. hadn't told him up until that time. And it was about when oh, their tough. dad was sick with like cancer or something. And that was mine too, actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now that yeah. I'm saying it, I remember crying at that. And yeah. uh, Barley says, you know, he was all hooked up to tubes and I couldn't go in there and I never got to say goodbye. Oof. Yeah. That's heavy, man. Yeah. Uh, like shit, this is a kid's movie. Yeah. Like, oh, and then it's like, but is it? Cause this is again, like the, the applicability of these pretty heavy, real yeah. true to life themes are like, resonate with i think most people oh, yeah. to some extent like yeah. most people have at one point in their life had a father or a sibling i think that covers that that venn diagram is like a circle yeah just most people have had parents and siblings or at least one or the other mm-hmm. um yeah so this idea that yeah you like to don't chris pratt's character by the way in case you're not keeping up uh, is the one is Barley. Yep. And he's like the older one that's always kind of the goofball and like has this really intense heart to heart moment. He's like, Yeah, I didn't get to say bye to dad when he was dying. Yeah. Because I was like too scared to go in and see him kind yeah. of thing. Like, and that's the moment I decided never to be scared again. Right. It's like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Like, that just adds that depth to his character. Like, right. Like he's not this big goofball. No, he's just I mean he is, but he is, but also he's also just like living, stuff. you know, yeah. he's like being out there and present. Yeah. Which I thought was so cool. That made his whole character seem mm-hmm. so much more relatable. Like yeah, just being true to himself and not living with fear. Yeah, so cool. Um, just to to briefly recap the plot of the movie, so that whatever else we talk about kind of makes sense. Um, so they go on this. Uh, are you asking for whiskey? Is that what she just did? Ding! Give me that. Uh, we have a bottle of whiskey on the uh, on the old desk here, just for daddy. Daddy, my can I have some more whiskey, please? Uh, you know, just to have when we start the show. Um. Anyways, so they go on this quest, right? They meet the manticore. She gives them. The map to find the gem, well, kind they of steal it. They steal it. It the real map burns up, and they take a kid's menu, and they have to solve the riddles. And they do, and they trek across the land, and they finally get the gem. But they end up right back where they started in front of Ian's high school, and they're like, "Oh, this is crazy. This can't be it." He's like, "This is where we started." And he's like, "But wait, there's a, another thing." And then they fight a big dragon, uh, which was the curse of the stone, whatever. Uh, they defeat the dragon. There's a moment 
because it's almost sunset again. It was 24 hours they could have with their dad. Sun is setting. Eden gets trapped behind some rubble at some point and is just like, Barley, you go have time with dad. I didn't need to have time with dad. You've basically been the figure I needed in my life. Yeah. And Barley, you never got to say goodbye. Right. And Barley gets to hug his dad and he disintegrates in his Infinity arms. War style. Uh, and then he's alone and they both have a nice reunion. And then uh, the mom and her centaur boyfriend are good. Mm-hmm. Ian's good with them. He undoes his hair. He starts running. Mm-hmm. What is time. With Tom Holland? Is he being typecast in movies where people disintegrate? <laughs> I, do, I, I couldn't stop thinking, obviously, about Tony Stark the whole time. Yeah. This is a movie where, where Tom Holland didn't somehow say <laughs> Mr. Stark and Chris Pratt didn't do a Dave Matthews impression. I don't know how this movie exists, but I'm into it. Oh, dude. I, yeah, but 100%. yeah, it, it, it is hard not to like look at Tom Holland in this, knowing it's him, which you can tell. I think he's got a pretty distinct voice. Yeah, um, I forgot it was him actually. Really? Yeah, it didn't take it out of me. Okay, or didn't it take, take me out, me of, out it. of it. Yeah, or out of you. Whatever. It's all in. No, it stayed in me. Um, but yeah, like he's chasing down his dad. He's got daddy issues, kind yeah. of, which is basically Spider-Man. Would someone just be Tom just Holland's father? Be a dad to this like, kid. we need to Google it. Like, is Tom Holland's father present? Yeah, like, I don't know. Do we need to have a talk with this yeah. dude? Like, <laughs> why did you not hug your kid more? Yeah. Um, anyways, that's the plot. So, I made one note, um, and you mentioned earlier, sort of like you didn't use the word subversion, but subversion of expectations in a movie like this. And I was saying that in the very beginning, we started talking about this. Like, it's a pretty. Um, pretty tried and true template i think uh and even like what you were saying like it's it's two people and one is sort of the hero with unknown powers to him and they have a, a goofy uh sidekick and whatever all these challenges that happen it's very herculean in in some senses um and i think it does all that but specifically with regards to the very end like they do show up back in front of his house or his house his uh, high school like how could we have ended up here and i think it's a really nice moment in the movie where where as an audience at least the ones that are adults were like, yeah, they did end up in the same place, but they are so different by this point. Mm-hmm. It's such a nice tangible thing to be able to see that. Yeah, it is. I thought it was odd. The I noticed that the first time that we see Ian's character, like going into his high school, mm-hmm. um, that like behind him, there's all this construction. Oh like, yeah. Oh, like this sure. whole era, like it's the metaphor of just like being under construction kind of mm. like overlaid into his experience. And yeah. I was like, that's so weird, and it made the whole scene feel so normal. I was like, oh, this is just like an everyday, like... Right, well, this is also the part of the movie where, like, establishing, like, okay, sorry, there is, like, there are elves, and there's a centaur, but they're also, like, there's a construction crew outside of yeah. the school, like, annoying them on a Monday morning. Like, what kind of world is this? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah, I think that's that type of, those little uh, additions of things, regardless of how it plays into the plot later, like, are these nice little punctuations? I'm like, yeah, this is, like, kind of like our world, but also not. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Um, so too all that to say yeah like this idea that at least our two protagonists have like we need to end up somewhere different it's a quest like we have to go down the road of peril and end up on the mountain of death i don't know what words they use but yeah the idea they come back to where they started and have Mm -hmm. to reckon with well maybe the change that we were really striving for was internal and not so much having to end up conquering a dragon though they do right in front of you all along yeah what do you think of the dragon fight I thought it was pretty cool. I liked the way that the mom stepped up. See, I was I was wondering about that too because they she really kind of cool. They had the sword we haven't really talked about. Yeah, um, but that's kind of the crux of the dragon. Like you got to stab the dragon in its soul stone with the heart of menace sword. No, it's the like the it's the curse breaker uh-huh. or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the the dragon has a weakness, and it's the core. 
so my this is getting back to my rating of this movie. I think that the dragon fight, while cool, and its wings were very neat visually, um, was a little bit of a distraction from what could have been more character development. Like, I would have given a lot to have more of the conversations between Ian and Barley towards the end, rather than sort of what ends up in like a in a live action movie being kind of like the final CGI battle um, with a superhero and a villain. Like, I, I wanted more of what we've been getting the whole time. Like I feel like it kind of diverged from, from, um, you know, uh, I, yeah, I guess character development in, yeah. in, in trying to put in like more exciting, potentially kid friendly action. But also you realize why that stopped happening was because Ian's character realized that he could let it go. He could let go that need for his father figure and like be humble. That's why like, the dragon happened. No, like they they stopped that the interactions like between Barley, I see, and Ian. Like they diverged, and like Ian basically said, "Let him go," because at first it was like Ian, or was it Barley? Was like, "I'll distract the dragon. You get the stone." Right. Yeah, and then it was like they traded. They went yeah tit for tat with being selfless, and then you know Ian realized his place in this whole thing, and it would be more important. He like learned to think outside of himself and his own sure. need for his father, and then realized that it would mean more to Barley. And I yeah. feel like that was the culmination of all those conversations. It was the the action. They like were actually getting yeah, to know each I other mean, yeah. on a deeper level. And then when push came to shove, like uh, Ian realized that his love for his brother and the support he'd always gotten far outweighed his need for a father figure. And so he was like, Barley. Hug thy father. Right. Uh, no, I think you're super right. That's definitely a valid. I think that is the reading of it. I just, for some reason, it just didn't work for me. Like it, it felt like it was a step backwards and mm. I don't fully know why. Um, but I also acknowledge like you need to have that kind of thing sometimes in what might also be branded as a kid's movie. I think it's correct to brand this as a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. But I was so invested that it also felt like a grown-ups movie. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't like, I didn't need, like, I want to delve more into the psychology of of uh, the relationship between a father and a son. Yeah, and I almost forgot that I was like, no, we have to have a dragon. This fight. is a kids' like, movie yeah. here. Um, but maybe it's its own fault. I'm I'm holding it to a higher standard, kind of, and maybe not higher, but a, a different standard. Probably you are. You're yeah. forgetting it's a kids' movie. And then yeah. also, I loved the dragon fight because you saw the the grandiose accomplishment of Ian's slow progression in learning magic. Well, that's true. And he actually got to work in uh, unison with his mom. Like when his mom threw the sword and he cast a spell to speed it up and like launched it, like straight up badass Avengers style teamwork. Like I thought that showed like growth in him as just because that whole, like where he was like running on the, the the make believe bridge. I don't know. I just thought that really, it It all came together for him. It did. Yeah, they did a nice job tying it all together for sure. Yeah, um, I still, I you know, I mean, like I, I, I did forget it was a kids' movie, but I, it's, it's its own fault. Like it, it convinced me it wasn't <laughs> this movie's fault for for a long time. It was, it was like it was showing me there was there was all this depth, which I think there still is. Yeah, I just think that I forgot it was going to have to sacrifice some of that to also appease children by the end. Yeah, so still a really great movie in my opinion. Well, I think that's uh, that's like. Um I wouldn't say backhanded, but that's like uh, a compliment, like a, a testament to this movie's like depth. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Like, say you forgot it was a kid's movie. Kind of. So your expectations got elevated and you're like, oh, yeah. Well, like, like, like take the ending of Coco. 
I don't want yeah. to. Don't I make know. me think I, that's about what it. I'm saying. Like Stop Coco's it. a ten for me. Um and, and like we do have sort of a battle in Coco. Like they have the thing with uh, incidentally another dragon kind of thing. Um but then the movie ends like a big part of it ends with um him going back and like talking to his grandma and like there it ties it up with sort of the the overarching uh, adult kind of yeah. message. Whereas I think this is ends up more on kind of the kid note. So you're saying this movie wasn't depressing enough for you? Not depressing. I just, you know, um, <laughs> Coco was so sad. Coco was sad and so serious sure. and so heavy. Like I know every movie. Yeah, I get it. But like every kid's movie can't be that. No, no, no totally. Uh, uh, so yeah, again, it's personal. Yeah. But it's well, great I'm movie. definitely like a large child with access to alcohol. Sure. So <laughs> the most dangerous kind. <laughs> yeah. So my, my expectations for this movie were it, for it to be like a cool kids movie. And, and I'm fact, sure it surpassed that. Oh, yeah. that's why it's like, yeah, this movie yeah. nailed it. Like I loved it. What I'd is, watch it again right now. What do you think is the last animated movie we saw? Was it um, missing link? Probably. We don't see that many. Did we do Incredibles too? No, I saw that movie. You sure we didn't do it? You might've covered it, but I didn't. Okay. Um, missing link. That was back in, I think like almost, I think it was like 11 months ago that we did missing. Link. We must've done something between then and now. Right? Animated movies? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I mean, we, let's see. Let me, let me just look real quick. I can let you know. Um, yeah. But either way, like, there's been some good, have you watched, um, I lost my body yet. It no. was, it was up for best animated movie in the Oscars 2019. Mm-mm. I haven't either, but I really, really want to, uh, where is it really, streaming on uh, Netflix? Actually. I lost my body. Yeah. It's a, it's a story about a, a hand. Okay. That's it. That kind of, I think it's an, I think it's a French film. Um, those French people, those with damn their, French people with their hands and their baguettes. Yeah. Um, so I'm all the way back like six months ago, not seeing anything yet. Um, yeah, man, it might've been missing link. I lost. Does the Lion King count? No. Okay. Should probably. I lost my body. All right. It's going on my list. Oh, uh, nope. That was not animated. Yeah. It was missing link. It was episode 123 back damn. in May of last year. It's been a while. Huh? Yeah, it has. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, any last thoughts on Onward? I love Chris Pratt. I love his van. I love everything about mm-hmm. his character in this movie. I thought he was so cool. He's like the big brother everyone wishes yeah. they had. I was listening back uh, to our Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom episode because uh, la- I think it was last week. Um, I had asked you a similar question. like, What was the last movie you really hated because you did not like our movie last week? Uh, which was a movie that you'll tell me in a moment, I'm sure. But... Um, you didn't like it. Invisible man. That's the one Yeah, you hated it. And I was like, what's the last movie you hated this much? And I think you said white boy, Rick, which was good. And I was like, are you, no, I think it was Jurassic world. And you're like, I liked Jurassic world fallen kingdom. I stand by that. And so I went back and I was like, how much did you like it? And you give it a five and a half. Yeah. Which I think checks out with how much I thought you liked it. I gave it like a one and a half. Yeah. You, you trashed it. I hated that movie. Yeah. But what I gleaned from it was since Chris Pratt was in that, which is why I bring it up. Um, I mentioned in the course of the episode, my feelings towards Chris Pratt. And you're like, yeah, I love Chris Pratt. And I was like, I do too. But like, give me parks and rec, Chris Pratt, not Jurassic world, Chris Pratt. And I think we were both like, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Like he's, he's fine. as sort of like the beefcake hot guy. But if we're talking Chris Pratt beefcake, it's gotta be guardian of the galaxy because for, yeah, then the, he sure. flexes the yeah. humor and you get, he's like, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's the perfect combination of parks and rec, Chris Pratt and beefcake, Chris Pratt. Yeah, you're right. It's got it. But I would, st- I still think that that Parks and Rec or even onward, Chris Pratt is still uh, superior to to Guardians, Chris Pratt. Mm. Like I don't need, I don't, I don't know. Ooh, that's tough. 
I'm put off by a sort of like the like macho guys. They, they, they don't work for me. They yeah. work fine, but it's it seems so unapproachable. You know, like I want I want somebody to cuddle. That's like your perspective, man. It is my perspective. Yeah, for and he sure. would totally cuddle you in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but not in Jurassic World. That guy doesn't cuddle at all. Are you kidding me? No. I am not kidding you. He's 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 ugh, bro. When God, he parks that, that Harley and takes off that denim shirt, yeah, he's like, "Look, come worship me, and then maybe I'll do something for you." But you better cross your fingers. Maybe he just wants to suck toes. Ugh. Yeah, that's on him though too. That's his own pleasure. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Except, I don't know. Except Quentin. That's fair. <laughs> um, anyways, all right, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Chris Pratt sucking Quentin Tarantino's toes. Let's get out of here. If you want to check out our Patreon, uh, you can do that at Patreon.com/slash/FreshHopCinema. We're about to record some. Sweet content where Johnny tries to explain how the uh, very, very fun, I think, Dungeons and Dragons game works. We're also probably going to drink another beer. So if you want an extra beer review, you can join us for like a buck, a buck a week. It's pretty affordable. Super easy to sign up. If nothing else, please vote in Beer Madness. Get onto the website. Get involved with Beer Madness. There's going to be fun. There's it's just going to be awesome. It's going to be a good time. Again, um, if you're if you're not hearing this the day it drops, we do have the play in round going until noon on Monday, the 16th of March. So, so help us eliminate, uh, beers, uh, with multiple submissions from breweries. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then if not before then, we'll talk to you next week and then very much fun things will happen. Please. Can you fix this? Cause this is the worst. Could you be thing. more awkward? Just go ahead and fix that. All right. For Max Minardi, I'm Johnny Summers. He needs to quit. Stop. stop. Just stop. You Let's fucked get, it up too. Just get out of here. I gotta go get some food <laughs> or something, man. Let's get, we'll push, see you next week. Push the button. Love stop. You This is Fresh Hop Cinema.